pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ms. Cardos? Here. Mr. Jansen? Here. Mr. Pato? Here. Mr. Larmer? Here. Mr. Shreer? Here. Mayor Ruby? Here. Mr. Stuckey? Here. Okay. I move for approval of the public hearing minutes of April 20, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreer? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. I move for approval of the regular meeting minutes of April 20, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Pato. Yes. Mr. Larmer. Yes. Mr. Shreya. Yes. Mayor Ruby. Yes. Mr. Stuckey. Yes. I move for approval of the work session meeting minutes of April 20, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Pato. Yes. Mr. Larmer. Yes. Mr. Shreya. Yes. Mayor Ruby. Yes. Mr. Stuckey. Yes. So there are no signs on the agenda this evening, so we'll move right into our reports. Mr. Stuckey, do we have a report from Council? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. No report. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, do you have a report this evening? No report. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Wise, report from Engineering? No report. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes our regular meeting. We'll move right into our work session. First up, Central School Rezoning of 27 Public Square. So we've had two public hearings on this to hear from our residents. Um, any uh, comments or feedback? on the rezoning mr chair before you begin your discussion i just wanted to point out a couple things if that's Please. okay okay so since we last met um, it was determined that there was a zoning map error for the church parcel now in that area where the existing house is at the south part of the site it showed community facilities and the zoning map has been corrected to reflect its actual zoning per ordinance 1744, which is for parking. Okay. So just wanna make that note. And then another thing that was changed since the last proposal um, discussion was for the church property, we're now proposing a conditional use overlay of R8A residential um, and this is based upon hearing the feedback of the church and their intended potential intended future uses for the site. So just to clarify for us, the prior write-up indicated that we would just change it to R8A Correct. and now it will just be a conditional overlay. Okay, thank you. And it'll remain in the section it is parking, is that correct? Correct, yeah, so it's been corrected on the zoning map and unless the church were to come forward with a proposal for an R8A use, it will just remain parking. Okay, so, um, what, I, so what I said was accurate then? Just correct. Parking. So the house that's there gets to just stay and if they want to expand parking as the gentleman at the meeting described, they would have that right with the RA. <coughs> 
and then going forward the conditional overlay would allow that if it comes up sometime in the future correct and and this proposal is it not only provides a solution to some of the concerns that were voiced by the church but it's still consistent with what we're proposing here and what currently exists in the area are they aware of this? Did you notify them and talk to them at all? So we'll notify them um, upon hearing the discussion of the Planning Commission. So we're going to have two different aspects back there. We're going to have the R8A residential for the area right behind, and then the church The church is going to be R8A residential conditional use overlay. Are you referring to the portion of the central school property yes, being yes. as a base zoning district? Yes. yes. Well, one of the other topics that came up in the last meeting was, is the RA apartments appropriate as an overlay for the LB zoning district? Um, it was discussed last time. It was uh, left in here for discussion to see where... Um, Commission wanted to go with it we we can leave that in there or we can take that conditional overlay off and just leave it as local business uh, there there seemed to be some concerns at the last meeting uh, regarding uh, if that was appropriate if um, we think the electorate will pass with that label on there yes um, in, in, any feedback I, I think a um, reasonable argument was made that that it that uh, overlay could end up hampering the ability to get the local business passed. Did I capture the discussion correctly? Yeah, I think it's. But I, I think I think it was kind of I don't want to say agreed upon, but you know it was realized that it's a matter of us. Say educating the residents that you know against the word apartments. You know that that's you know, as I mentioned before, it's kind of a four-letter word out in the community. But. Mr. Chair, if I may, so um, I know in your previous discussions you had to, you had um, you had talked about whether or not it could be appropriate to um, to include a contingency on the RA apartments overlay that any apartments be at the second story or above so I just wanted to make note of that for your um, for your ongoing discussions um, I, I'm wondering just out loud you guys can respond if we're gonna say RA with the restriction of the school and the second floor is it valid to even include? Have we put such a restriction on the building? I mean, it's not a restriction because it's an overlay, but um, I'm, I'm just wondering the value at that point. I, 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 under, I understand the reasoning for, as, as you had described, for uh, placing that there. I'm just wondering it, if there's a value to keeping it there or just take the RA off. I think that's really up to the rest of the panel, yeah. Mr. Chairman. 
Agreed. And any uh, comments or feedback regarding? I don't understand. Um, there was a discussion about limiting the RA to the second floor of the schoolhouse. I'm wondering that if that's such a tight, yeah. is, is there still value to it? Yeah, I think. You know, I don't, I, that's up to us anyhow if somebody would come before us in terms of sure because of the overlay mm -hmm. uh, it all comes down to, I think we've all kind of agreed and, and the reason it's even on here is the ability to possibly save the building I mean is that yes am I correct in saying that that's my understanding yes yeah could I give oh. a, a slight clarification on that so um, it's on there for the potential repurposing of the building, but also it could potentially permit a mix of uses in any new structures that would be constructed at the second floor or above. So it, it just gives more development potential for the site yeah. and probably opens and it up to, to us to determine whether it's appropriate or not. Or exactly. But my point is, you know, if, if we want to keep it open as far as proposals coming in for the building if we're if we're interested in possibly keeping the building then I don't I think you got to limit the restrictions a little bit I think rather than telling somebody you got to put retail on the first floor I mean we can tell them that if they come in here but I don't know if we're going to write all that in there and as, and as far as the voters I don't think that does anything for the voters in terms of we still have the issue of educating them that you know this might be something good or I don't think it'll get past you know, it won't vote get the votes the other thing that I was thinking about mr. chairman is um, whether we can actually cap the height of what goes in there so that we don't end up with a five-story building going in there well, if they come before us, we can. If it's an overlay, we can. We have that. In, in theory, the conditional use is what gives us that authority. Yeah, that authority. Yeah. I, I'm, I wouldn't be heartbroken if it, if the RA was not there all together, Mr. Chairman. But I'm comfortable with it, uh, consistent with Mr. Pato's comments. And I think as long as our written records minutes demonstrate that that was the intent. The commission, we can point back to that in any further discussions about a you know, conditional use for apartments. I think personally, and I may be totally wrong, and this has nothing to do with the preference of the commission at all, but I think there'd be more proposals from developers coming in with R8 apartments with a conditional use overlay than there would be for local business right now. I'm not saying that's what we would want or what we would prefer, I'm just saying. In reality, in the way the market is right now, and with Valor Acres right up the street, and you know, vacant buildings downtown here, and whatever, I just think, you know, if somebody in residential is kind of hot right now, mm -hmm. so to speak. So, and, and this was put together, correct me if I'm wrong, Director, but you know, again, with the input of Mr. Van Hortz committee after many many meetings many months of meetings much public input and he he spoke at the last 
public hearing. Um, I, so a lot of thought has gone in to this already. Years and years of thought, yeah. way before my time lot, here. Lots of public input, especially from the neighborhood. So, so I, you know, I, I don't gamble, but I'm willing to roll the dice here and and just get the word out. You know that. It's not necessarily a bad thing that we, the city still controls it. And yeah, historically, I, I believe, and the mayor can correct me, if, if the commission has recommended something to council and council has put it on the ballot, the city has done a good job of you know, educating. educating and informing and the, and the community through a variety of formats. And, and the worst case is that it would fail and we'd have to Take out the Either yeah. redo yeah. it or keep educating or whatever. But so, so what you're saying is putting it putting it on as local business with the RA overlay, with it being on the second floor or higher. No, I'm saying just leave it. I'm personally just saying just leave it as is, not second floor or higher. And I, I guess I would say I'm okay with with leaving it in there, for um, I guess flexibility of what we may not know yet. <coughs> Uh, since the city owns it, mm -hmm. and as explained by the mayor in the last meeting, that we don't have to sell it until we like what the what is proposed, it gives us a level of uh, control of the property even beyond what it's zoned, because we own it, or the city owns it. Um, so for, from that standpoint, I, I think it does provide some flexibility. And since it's an overlay, it has to come in front of us to where if it's not, I use the word acceptable to us all as a whole, I we don't have to vote for it. Okay, I, and I, I'm just, I'm not comfortable eliminating, <coughs> I'm not eliminating, I'm not comfortable just plain old eliminating that they can't just put apartments here. Okay, so I, you know, like the whole idea here is, I want them to be able to do. I, I, I'm all right with an apartment on the second floor. I do not want just plain old apartment buildings. I, I don't think that's. I don't think that will pass. And I would agree. <coughs> that, that would be my comfort level. If someone were to come back for conditional use for RA, I would want it on the second floor and above. And my primary interest, again, is that I understand it. It might help the city preserve a portion of the central school that otherwise might be difficult but to I also keep. think but that I gives us a better chance of this passing also. Is that probably mr. chairman is it a is it a goal of the city to our knowledge that they that we preserve that building or are there other higher priorities in the decision-making process um, You want to speak I'll take it? a stab at it. There is a contingency of residents who live here and graduated from school there. Their children went to school there who believe we should try to save the building. Some believe that it continues to be part of Old Town and make that area historic. <coughs> the oldest structure that's there, the original well, the second building that was on that site. It's the high school, is it? Right. The, uh, well, the first one was high school. This yes, is uh, high yeah. school, too. But the, the issue with that was that we can save that in some way. And it was suggested that that be 
where there would be some apartments or turned into condos. Several that people that looked at this talked about the second floor of the school being apartments and the lower part of the building being office or some other use. So that was a way to try to save the building. Then there's another group of people that live in town who feel, look what happened to independence. Eventually they just tore it down. They could never really get something there. And their folks didn't like the idea of multi-family. So it just sort of stayed, stayed, and then the city tore it down. So I, I'm not beating around the bush on this, but it, I, I guess I am now. It depends on who you talk to. Yes. Now, does our city government, the city council, have they said they want to save that building? I think they're just looking for what the best plan we can get for that property. Uh, either saving the building, not saving the building, but the best one for uh, Brexville's downtown. Something that will complement Old Town and not take away from Old Town and at the same time be of benefit to you know our city is something we'd like to see as one of the doormats of our, our of entry into Brexville. So a lot of words there but bottom line is it's anyone's that's a lot call. Of that's a lot of valuable history and perspective on, on what's been discussed at length over a long period of time. Um, you know, and, and trying to attract office tenants is a different game than retail tenants to a, a, a part of the city where, you know, retail is present, but they, you know, different entities have come and gone. It's, it's, nobody's bidding up the price of retail space right in the center of town, put nicely. In a way to save the building, to turn that into apartments, I don't think it would pass if you turned the whole building into apartments and made it an apartment building. We've always talked about the fact that perhaps apartments above retail would be a good idea. Retail or commercial, if you want to say, instead of retail commercial. That has always been a, a, a good idea, but there seems to be a growing sentiment that people are concerned about apartments. Um, they're, they're worried about what apartments could bring in the future. Mm -hmm. And um, so there is some negativity going around town about apartments, including Valor Acres. I mean, it was that, you know, they're putting apartments at Valor Acres, which that was like, folks, wait a minute, this has been talked about and planned that there would be apartments up there. So, um, the people that live in Old Town, their biggest concern, of course, is Arlington, and you've heard that over and over yes. again, because they feel very strongly that you're keeping Old Town intact. I don't think the people who live in Old Town would have an objection to apartments, but again, I, I, I can't say that for sure. Um, so it's really sort of up to us. So the, the issue then becomes, do we want to bring the flexibility to this, to give the developer flexibility. Yeah, you could put apartments if the commission likes the plan. Yes, you could this, and and that's I guess what 
we're trying to strive for. How can we make it as, as best we can or as flexible as we can? Um, which I, I would just leave it at that. I mean, what, what would be in our best interest? And flexibility of, to, to sell it or to make some kind of a deal, knowing that we can approve that deal before we make it, is an important part, part of our deliberation. And, and I think it's important taking away from the discussion that the city's objective is, is not to maximize some numerical factor here, some numerical parameter like, you know, something that would come from um, X number of jobs or X number of residents. That's, that's not the driver for any of these discussions. It's keeping with character. It's keeping with Old Town. It's keeping with what do we wish for the city. So it's a it's a more philosophical approach than a numerical one, which is interesting to to be able to articulate. Ron, um, you and Eric probably have in, in Dom, you have that experience in dealing with these buildings around the greater Cleveland area that have sometimes been converted to other uses and that. I, I'd like to hear, you know, what you think about possibility of these being converted to something. I think there's no yeah. question it could be done. I just I just question the marketability at this point. Given the thing, but you know marketability of apartments or marketability of the entire plant. Just well, because of the building. Retailer office on the first floor and apartments on the second floor. I think it you know it's just gotta be a perfect storm I think for that to happen right now. The way the market is. I may be wrong but So what would you suggest? Well, I, that's why I was saying don't leave it open as far as the first floor, but then, then we'd have to be then, then that means somebody could come in and say, you know, they're going to make it all apartments, first, second, third floor, or whatever. If that's not what we want, then, then we have to put the restriction on it at that point. Has the building been abated? I'm sorry? Abated? No, it's not been abated, except... There were the, to the school's standards, and there were certain things the school wasn't required to remove um, that was existing. But uh, there's not that, it, it's not bad, I, I will tell you that. We did have a survey done, and it's not bad. Mr. Chairman, the concern that I have about making the whole thing apartments is the ability to get it passed. There's a lot of talk in the community of how full our schools are at the elementary school level. And I do feel that if we make the, if we open it up where the whole thing could be apartments, there could be some backlash because of the overcrowdedness at the elementary school. And, and how is that going to, are people going to be voting based on their thoughts of the school district and, and being able to accept new students in the school. I think they'll vote if they react to the word apartments. I don't think they care whether there's three floors, two floors, or how many floors. I think they're gonna, if they're gonna be against apartments, they're gonna, they're gonna have a negative outlook on it regardless, in my opinion. I mean, I, I told you that, you know, my conversation with my family a couple weeks ago when I mentioned it. You know, in the courtyard, there was this big revolt. My kids and my wife, 
but the word apartments and I you know and I said well it could be and I'm not using them as a as a by any means a judging block because so they're Ron, not do, do because they're take, not normal do but you want to take out apartments altogether no uh, not necessarily but I'm just saying regardless of what you know it's whether we do first floor retail office or we do it apartments or whatever we do it we still have a sales job to do yeah that's all I'm saying and I don't care either way you know is all floors are retail but I, I just think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a challenge to educate everybody they're gonna see the word apartments and I may be is, is overreacting on this thing but I just don't want to go through all this work and thought and three years of work on everything and get it is, is there anybody against first floor retail or commercial and second floor apartments? Is there anybody against that? On the commission? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not I'm against not, it. I don't anybody's I just against think it, it gives a little more flexibility. And I'm, we have our ability to do our own job when it comes in to restrict first or second floor. And I'm not, I'm, I'm even in agreement with you on the idea that it be second floor conceptually but not knowing yet what somebody somebody might come in with an idea that uses some or all of the first floor in a way that is good just because we don't have a proposal in front of us and we're speaking conceptually um, that the, the idea of limiting to second floor or higher makes sense and, and and I tend to agree with that idea I am just wondering for flexibility of proposals and our ability to accept what we want because it's a conditional overlay. Um, I guess that's where I am. But from the idea of limiting to the second floor, I tend to agree with you. I think that will help us, as Ron said, get it, the word out to the public. I think it softens it, if anything. And, and you can always argue the school board or you know, school issue that it limits it, you know, by one third of what could be there, I guess, in terms of, I don't know how many units, I have no idea how many units could even lay out in, in this, but hope, hopefully to be reasonable sized units and not little 800 square foot bungalows, but, but I don't know how the thing lays out and how a developer would even look at it. Again, Mr. Chairman, because of the way this is structured, because the city has been so proactive in acquiring this on, on behalf of the community, I'm comfortable doing this to the voters because if it fails, then we go back to the well. But I, I'm confident we could uh, explain this. And with regard to the mayor's comments, and thank you, Mayor, my experience tells me that the possibility of a near-term development of this site is going to be entirely dependent on uh, attracting uh, the right individual out of a very small pool of investors, developers, who would have the vision and, and just as importantly, the, the, the financial ability to commit to something here long time because of what's going on in, in the marketplace and in the industry right now I'm constantly amazed at certain people individuals who seem to have um, a crystal ball whether they're coming into Brexville or Chagrin Falls or Westlake or Midtown 
Cleveland or the Platts, who um, other people might think are just rolling the, the dice, but they have the financial wherewithal to commit to something that you know just has a long-term payback because they believe in that location. And I think that's the case here. So I, I mention that because you know we might not see anything happen for quite some time on, on the local business, perhaps our A portion. The RA uh, A on Arlington, I think we'll see go quickly, and that's been a great service, I think, to the community. Overall, I just believe the city is going to protect the, the community against anything that we would uh, think undesir undesirable in terms of our A development on, on this site. So I'm, I'm comfortable with it as proposed. By simply stating an overlay of RA. RA. Yeah, with, with, our, with our public records demonstrating that the commission is not interested in anything um, other than second floor. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Could someone try to bully us? Do things change maybe in the future? Yes, but you know, we'll have gone on record and I think uh, the community would have a reasonable expectation that that is what the city would hold to in the future. And by, if council approves our recommendation to them, then frankly, council will be buying into that too, in my opinion. So I say move it forward as proposed. <clears throat> Mr. Shreya, did you mean move it forward with the restriction of uh, apartments on the second floor only? Well, th just as proposed, RA apartments as a conditional use, but with our public records demonstrating that commission members would only be open to apartments second floor above. It would not be part of the um, the rezoning, unless the law director or others were tell us we could somehow include that, that language, but I've never gone there. Thing. You know, restricting the conditional use to also being second floor only. So that wouldn't be on the ballot? Not as, correct me if I'm wrong, director, but as <laughs> currently proposed, that language would not be on the ballot. And I'm just simply saying I'm comfortable with it as as, as shown on that map, with no additional language, and and in the as indicated in the write-up before us, the motion as written. Can we ask Monica? Monica, would, can we actually put that the conditional use on second floor only of apartments on the ballot? I would need to check with Dave Maddie and get a ruling on that one. I mean, if we can do that, I'm comfortable with us yeah. doing it. But I'm just saying. In the interest of moving this forward, I'm comfortable with the motion that's written, with the map that's drawn. I guess I have two kind of schools of thought and approach to this is by simply putting the overlay as it's currently written, mm -hmm. it leaves us flexibility. But if we as a group are talking about we're all kind of interested in limiting it to the second level, 
why would we not put it forward in a manner that we want to see it happen? Correct. I do. And, 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 and to help soften it to the public. Right. So, but I, and it's kind of, but I also see the logic of just using the overlay because there, there, as Mr. Shreya described, there are a lot of people out there with money and ideas that bring forward things that we maybe haven't thought of yet. And, and Mr. Chairman, I'm sorry, I should have prefaced too. And in the back of my mind, I'm looking at dates here, and I, is this when we, unless the, the uh, mayor or, or chair would call a, a special meeting, if we don't move this forward this evening, where, where are we at time-wise, Director? We still have a little bit of a buffer. A little bit? So if we, that would leave you time to go back to the law director and see if we can insert? I would need to calculate the number of days and due to, due to the nature of our planning schedule, I need to get a calendar in front of me and, and take a look. I'm just thinking, you know, I don't wanna handicap council um, and the administration. So I'm, the safeguards I think that we have in place by the, the way our process works and the fact that the city owns this pro property gives me comfort level. Especially if, you know, if we're going to jeopardize moving this forward and the administration and council want to see it on the ballot. Has there been any interest in the past from developers to do this all residential in essence, like townhouses or something like that? Well, did there, anybody do anything like that? Proposing? We had two plans that came up previously and both of them had a lot of residential. Uh, elements to them, uh, more so than anything else, of course, other than the retail. Um, if I can get to another issue with this, uh, Chairman, just what you're talking about, can we do this? Is it permitted? Um, I would go back to what we did with Fowler Acres. Um, you could put in apartments above retail or in a building, but we I, I don't think we specified it I think we did specify that it was, it was uh, the retail use, uh, the apartment use would have to be above, floor and above. Yeah, above the some other use on the lower level, consistent use on the lower level. So, so that was in the language of the. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive so that's, that's what we're that it was. If we can do. Yeah, I'm almost well, what, positive, and I we we could probably check that and know right away that we could or we couldn't. But Mayor, what? I'm, no, that's right. What if we did this? We put the most. We put that language in. If the law director says no, we can't. Then we call you and the chairman the would have to call a special meeting very quickly. But maybe that's one way to move it forward tonight. That's what you just want to do. That's. That, I mean, would you be comfortable with that? Well, I'd be comfortable whatever you, uh, the commission right. decides. I think we're on the right track here, and and we're 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 putting the property zoning to the public. We're gonna find out you know, what the public believes mm -hmm. and feels about the zoning proposal. Uh, and if they look at it favorably, uh, you know, we'll market the property in that way and we'll see what kind of uh, proposals we can get. Somebody might come in with a fantastic plan to do something totally different than what the zoning is. You know, we. You know how this business is. You never know what somebody's going to come up with, but uh, 
that's the good thing about this. We have, we have room to change and we have time to change. So um, I, I would agree with you, Dom, and then uh, the chairman just go ahead. And I, I think that's a logical approach that you propose. Just add, add, add it in. Language and if the law director asks us to change it. Call a meeting and change it. Mayor just call a meeting like, mm -hmm. very quickly. Mr. Chair, so I was able to confirm in this uh, short period of time that it was not included in the ballot language, but we are able to do it. Okay. So we can add the language. Okay, great. But I'm still going to confirm with uh, Law Director Maddie on that. Ching, ching. Anybody have any before I go forward reading this, this thing? Does anybody have any objection to this approach, limiting it to the overlay to the second level? And if the law director comes back, we can retrace. Sounds good. No, but uh, just for a point of clarification, Mr. Sure. Chairman, I mean, given this concept, is there anything and understanding that anything would come back before this commission anyway? Correct. Is there anything that we're concerned about with respect to a developer coming in under this description and saying, but I don't want the building at all? It sounds like historically, past discussions, that has been something that could attract the developer, mm -hmm. but you never know what you're going to, to potentially see. I think it's entirely possible somebody could come in and say, we don't want the school and oh, yeah. take it down. I, I think that's probably the most likely thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no school okay and, and we're under this approach we're prepared to deal with we're capable on and prepared to deal with that fine correct okay um yeah, i move for final approval of proposed amendments to the zoning map of the city of Brecksville by rezoning the former central school property 27 public square permanent parcel number 6013404 to R8A residential along Arlington Road and LB local business to the remainder of the site with an RA apartment conditional use overlay limited to the second level or above. The zoning of a portion of the property along Arlington Street at 23 Public Square, permanent parcel number 6013405 with an R8A residential conditional use overlay and rezoning of a portion of 8929 Highland Drive permanent parcel 
6013400032 LB local business as illustrated in the attached concept drawings and conditioned on approval by city council and by a vote of the electors of the <coughs> of the municipality as required by city charter article 4 section 12 mandatory referral second mr chairman Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, next up on the agenda, we have Chapter 1151 of our Zoning Code, Residential Districts and the Proposed Amendments. Um, Ms. Barkowitz, would you like to uh, walk us through what is what is in front of us here thank you mr. chair of course okay so we've we've discussed this a couple of times um, just through the central school rezoning review process but there are some proposed zoning code amendments before you for chapter 1151 residential districts and those include a requirement that all main structure, new construction, and additions to main, existing main structures come before the Planning Commission for review and approval in the R8A district, which is Old Town. Second, the requirement that the Planning Commission take into consideration architectural characteristics in their review and approval of proposals for such construction in the R8A district. And then a third requirement that would apply to all residential districts in the city as um, as it relates to lot coverage of main structures and lot coverage of main structures and accessory uses and structures. So in your packets, uh, you saw the actual you know, characteristics that are proposed before you. And I'm happy to answer any questions you may have regarding these proposals. Could you explain the two maps you gave us too, please? Sure. So your handout includes a sampling of lots on sections of two streets in the city. Um, the first being Elm Street, which is an old town, and that's R8A zoning. So these maps just depict a very high-level overview of what the lot co coverage um, lot, proposed lot coverages would look like in respect to uh, their proportion pr pr proportionality on the lots um, there's another diagram showing these lot coverages on Farview Road um, the north of which is zoned R20 and the south of which is zoned R40 so it just gives you an idea of what those coverages look like it doesn't take into account you know the config possible configuration of main structures and accessory uses and structures, but it just gives you a visual for what that percentage of lot coverage looks like on some existing lots. I think the visual is very helpful. I do have a question. As you put this information together and we have 15% uh, um, and 30%, um, Where, where do you, um, or 20%, 40%, where does that come from? Is this, are, are we comparing to other 
communities? Is that something that you derive by um, mathematical analysis of, of what's in Old, Old Town? I guess I'm wondering, because I, I look at um, some of these, and so R8A is 20, 20 and 40. So the 20% looks like um, reasonable size. I guess in short, 40 starts to look a little bit large. It's, and I'm just wondering um, is, is what the the precedent for these numbers sure so I will say that in our review and analysis of the zoning districts there really was no one-size-fits-all for mm -hmm. for ensuring that a new house or housing addition is proportionate to lot size because our lot sizes across the board across zoning districts vary in size shape and configuration I can give you some examples of this in the R8A district, the smallest lot is 0.17 acres. The largest lot is, is 1.37 acres. Uh, I'll give you another example, and that would be in R40, the smallest existing lot is 0.12 acres, and the largest is 32.26 acres. So when you, when you break it down, you're going to have lots that are non-conforming with the implementation of, of these standards but you also have a great number of lots that are currently legally non-conforming with their with the current zoning standards but this while it's not going to you know solve every situation of um i guess the the word that i've been hearing is mcmansions being constructed it does it is effective in some situations and, and you're seeing one in front of you right now um, you know, on Elm Street, there's a the house that's much larger and must let, must, much less proportionate um, in comparison to the other houses in the neighborhood. And in this situation, the proposed lot coverages would be effective. And for the other houses along that street, the lot coverages are consistent with what is there currently. So if, if we do this... Just thinking, you referenced director of existing subdivisions. Like, would this have precluded, uh, without deviations, maybe some of the homes in Four Seasons? Do we know that? I, I don't think it'd be a lot of them, but there are some really big homes. I would be happy to add that, like, add that, and do another sample um, analysis of, of Four Seasons if you'd like. Just, and then on at the other end of the spectrum. Um, like the villages um, off of Snowville, would this probably, because those homes take up a lot of the site, so would this preclude, and, and maybe that's what we want, but do we know that, would this preclude something like the villages without, again, the commission recommending deviations to council? So I could also add that one and, and just take a look yeah, at what okay. that would look like. I don't want to say for certain without okay. looking at individual lots and, and coverages, but um, there is that provision for deviations for right. the lot coverages due to special circumstances and um, unique lots and configurations and existing houses. Mr. Chairman, if I may. You may. On... Uh, 
Pershing Drive, which um, caused uh, a great concern to the folks that were living on Pershing with the construction of a house on 6010728. You didn't do that that lot or you didn't do the house that was built at 6010725. Would you do those? So we can uh, take a look and see whether those would be permitted under this or not. And could you explain layman's terms what what really is changing here other than is that all that we're doing is it's just changing the uh, the size of the footprint and that's it correct so in r8a there is currently a provision for lot coverage and we are simply um, extending this lot coverage requirement to all of the other residential zoning districts so for R8 and R8A, we're proposing a maximum lot coverage of 20% for main structures, meaning that the, that the, the house cannot exceed 20% of the lot. And then there's a proposed requirement for the main structure plus any accessory uses or structures. Uh, and that proposed coverage maximum is 40%. So the, that's the criteria, criteria we're proposing for R8 and R8A. And then for R20 through R60, we're proposing that no house could be greater than 15% um, in respect to lot coverage and 30% for main, structure, main structures and accessory uses and structures. And these percentages um, have been reviewed with, with Dave Maddie. That's a that's a great point. So yes, they have, and you know he he actually thought that they might be a little bit too um, too low in comparison to a lot of the other communities that we've seen out there. But he recommended bringing it before the planning commission for your review and, and in, input on that. And it, that actually brings up another point. And we were as we were reviewing options for um, achieving the goal of you know, ensuring proportionality between main structures and lot sizes. Um, we asked for Dave Maddie's feedback regarding a maximum main structure square footage, a maximum lot square footage, maximum lot width, and other requirements. And he he informed me that those were not legally permissible. So, so that's why you went to the percentage. Correct. Okay. So the, the percentages, as an idea, I, I, seems like a good one and i look at elm street and i, and I look at the rectangle sizes representing 20 percent for building size for footprint i think that seems i think that seems reasonable but what i wonder is the 40 percent for the main structure and accessory structure that 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 starts to feel um a little on and, and this is just an initial reaction but it starts to feel a little on the high side but what what really strikes me and I, th I think this is just a challenge of of the percentage formula is when you look at Farview Road and the north side of the road versus the south side of the road and the great variation that exists I mean this is a good street to illustrate this um, the the challenges that come in this is if you look at say the north side of Fairview Road, Farview, um, 
to the three to the east and the allowable building size at 15% becomes quite restrictive. But then if you look at um, the two in the middle, the, the deeper lots, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it almost seems excessively permissive. Uh, you, and then you take the next four going west and they kind of look right on. They, that looks very appropriate. Um, and, and then you look at the south side of the road, there's the five really deep lots, and that seems. And the ones on that side are R40. So that's the difference. You have R20 up to, on, the, so on the one side and R40 do, on the other. So are we displaying? Permissive. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Mayor. No, 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 it's my fault. I shouldn't interrupt. I apologize. Um, are, are we showing this on the display? I know there are people that are watching this tonight that have a great interest in it. No, I would be happy to, to add these diagrams to the display. I was working on the, the finishing touches after completing the PowerPoint. Okay. Thank you, Monica. Monica, this is really informative. As, we, as you look at these houses and pinpoint these houses, as Mr. Larmer said, you know, some of these are right on with what the houses are. Um. I'm just going to throw this one out there as, as a, th these are percentages based on zoning districts. Would it be appropriate or, or legal to make it percentages based on lot size? So if it was a, a one acre lot, this is percentage. If it's a two acre lot, it's this percentage. If it, I'm, I'm just thinking because I see this great variation on Farview, and I'm just I'm just wondering how that, how that works. Effect, that might be an effective way I mean, to achieve what I think is trying to be achieved. I, I think what you're saying is you're going in the right direction, but maybe you keep the percentages, and but you put a cap on it because, for instance, like that the Pershing house is a two-acre lot, so that would allow that's a bit that most likely with what we have here it would fit so i think we somehow you have to it's an r20 with uh so i do think that the r20 and the r16 is probably a little low at 15 percent um just like looking at a standard house today mm -hmm. i mean i think those are a little low they probably should both be at least 20 but then again you have a lot of like r20 that the the lot could be it could be 80 by 2,000 deep. It's like a Sprague Roadhouse or something that just runs way back or a Wallings Road. I mean, you'd have like crazy deep acreage, which then by the percentage, if you don't cap it, the house could get abnormally well, deep. And that's what I'm wondering. You know, we're, this is not this is not passing something on one property. This is a zoning yes. that's a thing that we hope to carry forward for many, you know, give some logical... Yeah. Um, guidance well into the future and not to say that the house on Pershing is the future but is, is that the is that the last time we're going to see somebody trying to put that level or that amount of coverage on a property and and maybe the cap is an appropriate way to do it and, and again I'm, I'm just thinking out loud I, I this, this Farview Road just so well explains the variations. Um, I don't know, maybe, 
I, like I, I brought up the idea of it based on lot sizes, but maybe maybe a cap is an appropriate way, also, or, or, or I mean, instead of. I, I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm but, looking at these compared to like what I think I've seen houses come in when we're reviewing plot plans. I mean, the Woodlands is R30. I think that uh, 4,500 footprint would exclude one house. And it, that would be Woodlands, Preserve, all that. Uh, none of the village would fit. It's R8, uh, so none of the village would fit in here because those houses are all in the, they're all at least 40 by 50 to 40 by 60, so, depending on what. So, so we would have to recommend to council a deviation if that came in it would have to come in as a yeah every every lot would require a variance if again that was don't forget when they came in when the village came in i mean it got rezoned to r8a but then it got the uh instead of the standard setback i think it got pushed up to 25 which then gave them a little bit deeper lot but that's not an uncommon house in today's i mean a 40 by 50 to 40 by 60 footprint is not uncommon and developments around the area so I think but and there are lots in the city that there are enormously just huge houses but they're appropriate some of them are 2,000 foot off the road there's I know one and then back on um, conifer extension all those houses are large and they're all R60 but they're there again it's a 2,000 long a 2,000 foot driveway to get back there it's a different setting Yes. So I think, but again, that could be looked at as like if it did come in as a variance type situation. But uh, I do think if you tried to sit there and say like R60 or let's like say an R20, but then it's capped on a maximum lot size that it would be up to this. And then you just count it towards that. I think that would be, it would kind of tie it down a little bit if that's permittable. Do we really think this is going to be a big problem going forward I think with the lack of land that we have in the city you're gonna see a lot of redevelopment tearing down houses and building new houses I agree with that I, I think that's what yeah, I do know when you go to other urban areas other suburban areas outside of Chicago is there you see just what you described as the norm yeah. I mean they just build a house <laughs> way back it's really deep and it's huge but about 15 years ago I did a project in a suburb of Chicago, and they referred to it as the teardown capital of the country. The, they were perfectly located between the two airports, and so everybody wanted to be there. And they would come in, knock down a 3,000 square foot house, and build setback to setback and as high as they could go. And um, it was it was it was it was dense. I, I really so, think it's important for us to put. Some, you know, something down yeah. so we have to work with. I think, and, and I think this is a good starting point. Yeah. And I think our, we may suggest to Monica to bring some other newer areas of Brexville with the same kind of look so we can, like the villages and some of these other neighborhoods, so we, you know, and ones out on Snow, Snowville Road and Woodlands, if we can get some other ideas so we can actually see what those look like. Agreed. Going forward. And then, and then we then can talk about the, the second part of this which is the R8A architectural side. Chairman? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. Um, I really would like to see the ones that we have had that have become and were problematic. The two on Pershing, uh, the one on uh, Daisy, uh, the one on Elm Street. I'll, I'll make a list for you of the ones that, uh, 
there was objection uh, drawn, um, which you know, someone's asked, and I'm asked about, do we think that this is going to be the future? Drive around town and look at how many houses have been redone. Some added on to, some torn down and new house built. That's going to happen a lot, I think, in our community, plain and simple. Um, people want to buy old houses or smaller houses on big lots, tear them down and build a big house on it. I mean, that's just the wave of what's I'm going on. looking for one now. So. Well, I'm just telling you, there are yeah. people from experience. And being a trustee in a couple of houses, I, I, I know what is happening, and people are paying top dollar to try to get a place just so they can put a put a house on it and be here in, in, in Brexville. Um, so I, I, I really think we need to continue this work on this. But what I want to see now is with what you're proposing and what we are proposing, did we are we at the limit? Are we done? We can't go any more than this? Or can we be more restrictive? So the first way to find that out is where your plan have address these houses that were built thus far. Definitely. That, I mean, that, and I'm not saying that, that those houses are necessarily wrong, although the people that lived there felt they were wrong, and I can understand that because of the size of their homes or the size of the other homes on the street. So I think, again, I agree that it's a start, but let's take the problematic ones, take a look at them, and see if this really does anything and then if it doesn't then I think we need to sit down and find out what how restrictive we can be in the eyes of, of, of the law director um, nothing wrong with Brexville being one of the most restrictive you know rather than the, um, the least restrictive I would rather be you know on, on, in, on the side of caution rather on the other side so All right, thank you Mr. Chair. Um, is it Ms. Barkowitz, is that something that can go back and for some of the areas that were discussed and, and take a look at how those percentages work out? Most definitely. I have a, a great list here. So if you can think of any others you would like to see, please let me know. And I'm going to also talk to Mr. Maddy regarding a sliding scale. Um, I did not see any sliding scales uh, examples in Ohio, but I did see some from other states um, across the country. So they are out there, and they, they seem like they could be a, a pretty effective tool. So we'll definitely explore that further. Okay. okay, so that's regarding the percent coverage. The other topics for discussion um, were, uh, I lost track of where I was. We had the R8A. Okay. Please put these online, please. Um, Mayor, would you like me to have these attached to the minutes so people can access them?
So the requirement that anything in R8A be reviewed by Planning Commission. Seems reasonable to me. Um, any, anyone see an objection to that? Does that seem too? I think it gives us enough. Yeah. I think it's not too restrictive, but it gives us enough to at least get it before us and, and then review it for comment. Planning Commission will take into consideration the following design characteristics. Um, one, orientation, portion scale, light, air, privacy. I like this because it gives us a checklist to look at. It's a checklist and it's uh, say it's good criteria. It's not overly restrictive. It gives flexibility. This is also being created in an attempt to address that same situation. Correct. Um, design, review proposals, scale and compatibility with adjacent buildings, surrounding area, building height, width, and general proportions. Pretty straightforward. Architectural features. And it's just uh, Planning Commission shall consider. So right. it gives us the ability. Mm -hmm. Um, to make reasonable interpretations as they come up. Um, architectural features including patterns of windows, doors, roof pitch, corners, lines, balconies, porches, shutters, dormers, eaves, other decorative detail. All seems appropriate. And Mr. Chair, just to give you um, some, I guess, insight into, you know, the the steps we took to get to this place. Originally, we did have under orientation design and materials under each of those characteristics that were listed, we did have a shall associated with characteristics or a should or a may. And then after much discussion between me and Scott Packard and, uh, and Dave Maddy, um, we thought a great solution would be to apply the shall to the review, giving the planning commission the overall authority to, like you said, take into account each of those elements as it relates to each individual proposal. Mm -hmm. And this is just restricted to RHA. Correct. Texture, color, placement, pattern of materials, size, scale, the proposed structure, surrounding neighborhood, including but not limited to the following attributes. Pitched roofs, gable facing the street, decorative lintels over windows, doors, constructed with wood or compatible material, multi-paneled windows with shutters, painted in contrasting colors or without shutters, decorative cornice area, prominent main entrances to buildings with framing devices such as P 
peaked roof forms, porches, or recesses. Proportion of wall surface to openings seems appropriate. Colors that are not bright or brilliant and are compatible with existing structures of the surrounding neighborhood. I'm comfortable with yeah. it. I think it's a good work product and, it, and it's consistent with, it's not the same thing, but the intent of, of uh, what we already have in 1196 regarding design and architectural guidelines, which don't really apply to the residential. So this kind of, I think, complements. I have a um, question, and this becomes, uh, I guess, legal in nature. So I'll call on your conversations with the law director. Um, when it says the in, in number two, in making a, de a determination of compatibility, the Planning Commission shall consider and then we list a bunch of criteria. So it says we shall consider. Um, and if somebody comes in, let's say they use none of this. Somebody comes in with something very objectionable and we shall consider it. What does con consider give us legally in the ability if, if something is... Uh, really um, we'll say offensive to the rest of the old town right in that area what 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 does the term shall consider give us as far as the ability to um, tell somebody you you can or can't do this or or okay you have this but we um, you need to go in and put some of it. You, you didn't use any of these. You need to go in and use some of them. That is a really, really good question, and I'm going to defer this one to Dave Maddy for his professional legal opinion. I, I'm just, I, I just want to see it put in in a way that we can effectively, um, say, implement it. So just so I understand correctly, so the question is, so if, if, if the Planning Commission or the city were challenged in a proposal, you, you want to see how that would hold up legally or how it would be viewed? Yeah, well, I'm wondering, Planning Commission shall consider, that's, e that's easy to say, we're going to consider it, and somebody comes in with a, with, with a house that implements none of these features, and we say, in, in our consideration, you need to... Um, include some of these items they say no can we can we enforce some amount of it mr chairman does does the use of the words insult in its sole discretion come into play here and give you that latitude that perhaps you're referring to i mean that, that's those are powerful words legally yeah uh it sounds good not right. being an attorney, I, I guess I would like to, to hear from the so, attorney. I can tell you in real estate contracts and leases, it holds up. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's all. And maybe shall consider is perfectly fine as written. I, 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 I'm not an attorney, so I am just wondering and would like some assurances that when somebody does come in with something 
that we look at and so under two we have a b c um, so we have these different uh, d not bright or brilliant and compatible with existing structures I can read that and I can interpret that and I can apply that I, I don't have any concern about that and I think we can stand up here and reasonably apply it um, that all falls under the shall consider statement so just because I'm I'm gonna repeat myself I'm not an attorney I just want some assurances that that language is appropriate most definitely I'll, I'll, I'll get some clarification experts um, director can I ask a point of clarification you it's sure may structural alterations that is that just something that somebody would need a permit for or like let's say that somebody wants to change their front door would that be considered a structure or their garage doors would that be considered structural alteration so a structural alteration would be anything any building addition if someone were to come in and change you know the size of the windows that could be seen as a structural um, st structural change but it would that definition would be enforced by the building commissioner in his review of a proposal and whether or not it would be a structural alteration based on building code. Thank you. So somebody could still paint their front door bright yellow or red or blue or purple? Um, under 3B4, mm -hmm. I would say no. Because okay. bright or primary colors, okay. it, it says, are not consistent with the mm -hmm. characteristics. But that's not something that would come to the planning commission. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't Good go point. to the yes. building department yes. or the planning commission. Yeah, so this so is this is just criteria for building additions or structural alterations and yeah. new construction. Okay. It relates to getting a building permit, quite frankly. Right. That, that's what I wanted to make sure. You this don't is get a only, building permit right. to paint your door yellow. So. Okay. Yeah. Very good point. Um, we have had that happen around town from time to time. You get a purple house by me, so. <laughs> nice purple. Um, any other thoughts on what's here? No, I like it. I thought they did a really nice job. I think you're, you have a very good point, Mr. Chairman. Make sure that legally that we can, we can stand behind what our decision is. Ron, anything you'd add? I'm just good. There's always the possibility that an applicant could feel so strongly that they challenge something oh, legally. Absolutely. The reason why I don't want to answer that is because, of course, I'm not a lawyer either, but I think it's a, it's a very complex answer, and it could depend on, you know, as we were researching this, you know, I kind of started getting into the weeds and, and started looking at, you know, cases related to someone challenging infringement upon public of speech and, and things of that nature. So um, I think it would be very uh, beneficial to have Dave Maddie's formal, formal weigh in on this. So, Okay. Um, 
Regarding the percentages, we've obviously discussed and have asked for additional information um, and a little bit of clarification regarding uh, language and enforceability. It's in front of us uh, stating that we need to set a public hearing. I would say that we're not we're not ready for the, for that at this point. Um, so pending the feedback, just. And I know that there's a goal to get this stuff in place um, prior to the vote. So just want to make sure that we're on track for that also. We yeah, for, for this we are because okay. it's not okay. it, it's not going to the ballot. Okay. But so um, we will not take action on this tonight and uh, we will seek your feedback. I think there was some really great discussion and and I'll, I'll, I'll take this to-do list and um, definitely provide some uh, more examples for the law coverage and then some verification from Mr. Maddie. So if there's anything else along the way that you can think of that you want me to look into, happy to do so. Okay. <coughs> anything else to add? Okay. Motion to adjourn. Second. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shrew? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stucky? Yes.